Good morning. Today is Monday, February 14th, 2022. In our Torah portion this week, the parish of Kisisa, we have a mitzvah. Shalosh pamim bashana, yeroeh kol schorcha es don Hashem elokei Yisrael. Three times a year. This refers to when the Beit HaMikdash is standing in Jerusalem. Three times a year, there was a mitzvah for everyone to travel to Yerushalayim for Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos. In order, In order for everyone to be seen by God, but the words that the Pasuk uses are to be seen by Ha'adon, the Master, God, the God of Israel. It's a very unusual phrase. So, it's a mitzvah, three times a year. Everybody packs up. Everyone travels. It's an amazing thing. Just think about this. Three times a year. First of all, everybody spends some time in Jerusalem. That's number one. And second of all, this the, the unity of it, you would see three times a year, every single fem- family member, every single friend that you ever had, it would be a reunion of immense proportions, a tremendous celebration. The Talmud describes they would set up temporary tents with gaily colored uh, 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 flags on them. And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience of... I don't know, could have been millions of people gathering in Yerushalayim for Passover, for Shavuos, for Sukkot. An amazing thing. The verse continues. Ki arish goyim When it will happen that you, the Jewish people, will settle in the land of Israel and the other nations who are there will be sent away. V'hirchavti es and I, God says, I will enlarge your borders so you will have possession and um, uh, of the land of Israel. No one will covet your land. When you go away, three times a year to Yerushalayim, no matter where you live in Israel, don't worry. You can leave your home empty. You can leave your town empty. You can leave the region empty. Don't worry. No one's going to take it. No one is going to want it. Everything will be safe. Well, the simple way to understand these two verses is... Hashem is giving us a mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel to travel when the base of Migdus is standing, to travel to Yerushalayim three times a year, to be seen by God. Then there's a secondary point. And the secondary point is don't worry. While you're away from home performing this mitzvah, Don't worry that somebody's going to want to take your land, to take your property, to take your possessions. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about it. Of course, um, in a poignant way, 
this is very relevant to us today in the sense that we do not have the official mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel because the Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, is not standing. Yes, of course, many people do travel to Israel for these holidays, which is an amazing thing. But we do not have this mitzvah. And also, sadly, we do not have this confidence that if we were to leave something unwatched, unguarded, that others would not come and take it. We realize that today in modern times, we live in a rough neighborhood. And if we were to let down our guard, even for a moment at any spot, we are certain that our land, our possessions, but even our lives could be in danger from those who want to take what we have from those who want to harm us. Okay. But there is a deeper meaning that connects these two verses that has a lesson that is perfectly apt and relevant to us right now today. Because the Talmud says something very strange. The Talmud gives a requirement for this mitzvah that seems as if it doesn't make sense. The Talmud says, the only person who has a mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel to travel to Jerusalem three times a year when the Beis Hamidrash is standing for Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, the only person who has that obligation is a person who owns land in Israel. But if you do not own land, let's say you rent, then there is no mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel. I mean, I guess you can still go to Jerusalem for the holiday, but there is no obligation, says the Gemara, says the Talmud, because we cannot apply the verse no one will covet your land. In other words, the Talmud is saying the two verses are joined in the sense that if there's no one who would covet your land, there is no mitzvah to go to Jerusalem. So if for whatever reason you don't own land, you are exempt from this mitzvah. And this is very hard to understand. What has owning land got to do with this? Aliyah Laregel going to Jerusalem for the holidays is a spiritual experience. It's a social experience. It's an adventure. What has it got to do with owning land? Doesn't seem to be an exemption that makes sense within the context of this mitzvah. So the Sifarno, one of our classic commentators, gives the following answer by starting with this unusual word used for God. Remember the Pasik? Shalosh Pamimbashanat three times a year, Yeira you shall be seen by Pneha Adon Hashem, the master. God. Now that phrase, Ha'adon Hashem, the master God, is a very unusual phrase. In fact, 
that phrase is only used one other time in the entire Torah in the same context concerning this another mention of this mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel. In no other context, in no other place, is this exact formula, Ha'adon Hashem, the master God used, the master God is used nowhere else. Sifarno explains, Adon, master, means that God is the master of the land. As we saw before in the famous verse where God says, Ki li ha'aretz. Remember, the earth is mine, says God. Remember, we quoted this verse. This verse occurs later in the Torah in connection with Shemitah, the sabbatical year. We're in the middle of the sabbatical year. And remember the rationale the basis of that idea that during the entire year of Shemitah, the sabbatical year, once one year every seven years, we are not to plant in the land of Israel. Whatever grows, we share equally. We're not allowed to act as an owner of our land. All of those laws of Shemitah, the Torah says, the basis of that, the reason for that is, Ki li ha'aretz. God says, the earth belongs to me, not to you. You are stewards. You are renters. I have given you temporary permission to use what's there, but it belongs to me. And once every seven years, I put limits on what you can do with it to remind you. It really belongs to me, God says. That is intimated by this Usage of the term Ha'adon, God is the master, the owner of the world. And now listen, please, to how Siforno explains our passage. The mitzvah Laliyah Laregel, to travel to Jerusalem three times a year to celebrate the festivals, it is not simply a mitzvah to travel to Jerusalem. And it's not simply a mitzvah to observe these beautiful holidays of Passover and Shavuos and Sukkos in the presence of the Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, and in the presence of the entire Jewish people gathered together. Yes, of course, those are very important elements, but that's not the goal of the mitzvah. The purpose of the mitzvah is to appear before Ha'adon Hashem, to be seen by, to appear before the Master God with the understanding that I can leave my house. I can leave my land. I can leave my property. No one's watching it, and I don't have to worry about it. Why? I can do that because ultimately they're not mine. It's not my house. It's not my land. Those are not my possessions. It's God's land. It's God's things. Yes, of course, God has given me temporary permission to use them, but it belongs to God. So I don't have to worry about leaving it. God's going to take care of it. Rabbi Yisachar Frank gives the following example 
you rent a car. And at the end of the rental, you come back to the rental company and you drop the car off. Once you drop the car off, you get your receipt, you leave. You don't have to worry about the car. What's going to happen to the car? Uh, what's going to happen? I don't have to worry about it because it's not my car. I did what I was supposed to do. I returned it to the place. I got the receipt. The people who own it, they're going to take care of it. I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's precisely the way I should be able to look at my land, my home, my possessions. That's the appearing that God wants. That's what this mitzvah wants. It wants a person who is able to come to Yerushalayim and to think to themselves, I don't have to worry about what I left behind because it belongs to God and God is taking care of it. That is the mitzvah. It puts the mitzvah in a completely different frame of reference. But that's what it means. And here's the truth. Even if we do not have this mitzvah today, and even if God is not making this promise to us today in a way that we can see it being fulfilled, it is still obligatory upon us to live with this awareness of relying on what God does promise. Because to rely on that is transformative. I mentioned before, we're in the middle of the Shemitah year, the sabbatical year, the seventh year, which for this year, for the entire Jewish year, conveys this exact awareness. It's the same idea to be aware. God owns this world. God is in charge. I get to use it. I'm a renter. I'm a steward. Just as we see in the mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel in our Torah portion, this perspective is built into the essence of Shemitah, the sabbatical year, and into many, many other mitzvahs. So that while this year during the sabbatical year, as we've discussed before, we are infused with this theme all year long, but the purpose is not to limit it to this year. The purpose is to be able to remember it for other years as well. So this mitzvah is not the only way that we do it. We have all these other reminders every year that everything ultimately belongs to God. And that means that during this year especially, but even more especially when we remember and read, study this mitzvah in the Parsha this week. We have to review these values. We have to be careful never to look down on others who have less than us. Because what we have is not ours either. It's God's. And we have to pay attention to our responsibility to care for the earth because it is not ours. We are stewards and we are only allowed to do that which God 
allows us to do, but always with the awareness that we are caring for something for an other, for God. The famous words of Rabbi Samshel and Feral Hirsch, who's talking about this requirement later in the Torah, another aspect of this, of baltashris, do not waste anything, no matter how insignificant. I remember <clears throat> when my kids were young and we would walk to shul together. I remember there was a certain place we would walk along the sidewalk and there was a very large, tall hedge along the sidewalk. And inevitably, as children, even as many adults will do, walking around the sidewalk, sidewalk and just kind of mindlessly just pick off a leaf here or there. And I had this thing that whenever I would see them do it, I would say, ouch. Just, that's all. I didn't say anything. It is, ouch, ouch. I don't know if they got the idea, but, but I wanted them to see that it's a living thing. And if you have a legitimate human need to take it, okay, that's fine. But just to, just to pull a leaf off, just to do it, ouch. We don't have permission to do that. The purposeless destruction of anything at all is taken to be forbidden, Hirsch writes. So that Baltashkis, the prohibition against wasting anything in the world, becomes the most comprehensive warning to human beings not to misuse the position which God has given them, us, as masters of the world. And we have no right to capricious or merely thoughtless, wasteful destruction of anything on earth. Only for wise use has God laid the world at our feet when he said to man, subdue the world and have dominion over it. Not because it's ours, but we're supposed to be taking care of it because it's God's. And that mitzvah, expressed in the Shemitah, expressed in not destroying, expressed in so many mitzvahs, is also expressed in the attitude I should have when I travel to Jerusalem three times a year with the awareness that I need not worry about what I left behind because it's God's and God is taking care of. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.